Hello, I'd like to welcome you on this retreat of the theme Strengthening the Heart Mind. Uh, this is a very, very timely theme where the world is very chaotic and we need to strengthen our heart and mind. Uh, to open this retreat, I'd like to give the three refuges and the five precepts, and I'm going to explain about the tips that will help you to create your own container for this retreat and to connect the intention and purpose of this retreat. I'll start with the three refuges. The three refuges are the Buddha, Dhamma, and Sangha. Buddha means, literally, it means awakening one. In the retreat context, it means uh, purifying your mind, it means com compassion, it means wisdom. So these are the qualities of the Buddha that you can cultivate yourself for the purpose of uh, awakening your mind. We go to the refuge of the Buddha on ultimate level. The Buddha, of course, uh, is awakening man. But in a retreat context, we want to cultivate the qualities of the Buddha. The Buddha purified his mind from great hatred and illusion. He was having what to call great compassion and had great wisdom, so we need to cultivate these qualities. And we go in refuge to the Buddha uh, to cultivate these qualities that we are accessible to us during this retreat. We go to the refugee to the Dhamma. Dhamma, of course, an enlightenment level it means the various stages of enlightenment. But in the retreat context, it means cultivating the Nobite for Path, cultivating qualities such as mindfulness, concentration, right understanding, right thoughts, right action right effort, right livelihood, and right effort. These are the qualities that we need to cultivate during this retreat. And we will mention some of those qualities. Some of these are interpained and the one leads into the other. Of course, uh, as the retreat unfolds, you will see the importance of going to the refuge of when you really start cultivating these qualities and you can see the Dhamma, the truth, uh, accessible in your experience. We go to the refugee to the Sangha. In ultimate level, of course, Sangha means uh, those who have attained enlightenment, who have practiced the Dhamma and have attained enlightenment. And uh, those people are there, they are enlightened from the first stage of enlightenment. Second, third, and fourth, ultimate enlightenment. Those people have attained all stages, whether lay people or Sangha, uh, convention monks, nuns. Uh, these are the people who practice until they attain enlightenment, and then enlightenment as the Sangha, you go the refuge too. Uh, in terms of the literary context, it's a quality of the Sangha. One is Harmony, unity, and support. 
So uh, when we practice this retreat, we need to be harmonious, we need to support each other, and the teacher will be available to support you in this retreat. And uh, also we need to be united. We have a common theme, all of us who are taking this retreat. We have that aspiration to be awake, to attain enlightenment, to be free from suffering and its causes. So we go to the Vita Buddha Dhamma and Sangha. And then also after that, I'll give the five precepts. Uh, abstaining from killing, abstaining from taking what's not given, abstaining from sexual misconduct, abstaining from uh, telling lies, and abstaining from taking intoxicants that leads to heedlessness. These precepts are stated in negative sense, but actually they have a positive quality to them. Like abstaining from killing, we need to cultivate the quality of loving kindness, of compassion towards all living beings. Abstaining from taking what's not given means to be contented, to be generous, to let it go. And abstaining from sexual misconduct, it means to really, in a positive sense, to control our senses so that we can calm them and tranquilize them and then be peace, be at peace with ourselves and others. Absent from telling lies, of course, means to be trustworthy, to be honest with even yourself and others. And of course, uh, the fifth precept, abstain from taking intoxicants and drugs that leads to heedlessness. The positive aspects of that precept is to cultivate soberness to be mindfulness, to be vigilant, to be diligent in your practice. So I'll take them, uh, I will lead them into Pali and uh, language, Pali language, but you can uh, take them uh, on this retreat and after that I will explain more about how to uh, provide yourself with a safe container so that you can benefit this retreat. Okay. I'll start. Namo Tassa Bhagavato Varato Sama Sandasa Namo Tassa Bhagavato Varato Sama Sandasa Namo Tassa Bhagavato Varato Sama Sandasa Buddham Sanangachami Dhamam Sanangachami Sankam Sanangachami Dutiampi Buddham Sanangachami Dutiampi Dhamam Sanangachami Dutiampi Sangam Sanangachami Tatiampi Buddham Sanangachami Tatiampi Dhamam Sanangachami Tatiampi Sangam Sanangachami Sanangamana Sampuna Then you can which means yes, then I'll administer the five precepts. Panati Pata Veramani Sikka Padam Samadhyami Adinna Dana Veramani Sikka Padam Samadhyami Kamesu Nichachara Veramani Sikka Padam Samadhyami 
Musavada Viramani Sikapadam Samadhyami Sura Miraya Majapamadatana Viramani Sikapadam Samadhyami Tisaranena Sadimu Panjasida Dhamma Sadukam Surakitam Katwa Apamadena Sampadeta Bam Sirena Sukatiyanti, Sirena Voga Sampada, Sirena Nibutiyanti, Tasma Seyanti Sudaye, Yusei Sadhu Sadhu Sadhu. Okay, you have taken the, the three refuges of the five precepts. Now I'll give uh, opening remarks of this retreat on the theme, Straighten, Strengthening Our Heart and Mind. Strengthening means to sharpen your spiritual faculties. And uh, we'll talk more about that and some of the things that you need to strengthen your heart and mind. Then uh, the heart means these various qualities or some qualities of, of the heart, uh, such as loving kindness, compassion, appreciative joy, equanimity. These are the qualities of the heart we need to be able to deal with this world which is full of chaos with COVID-19, pandemic, lockdown, curfews. There's a lot of things that are really going on in the world. We need to open our heart to others. We need to open the heart to ourselves. We need to connect with others. For instance, uh, the quality of mental requires to build more bridges than fences. Since the dawn of history, we have learned how to build fences around ourselves, both psychologically and physically. But the practice of mental requires us to build really bridges to connect with oneself first and then others. This is very, very important for our relationship. We need to connect and interconnect with each other. We are interdependent. What happened in Uganda can affect what happens in the USA. So this is a very, very important quality to develop. Compassion. We need also to develop compassion because people are suffering around the world. And also, we need to cultivate, appreciate joy. Sometimes things go well, we succeed spiritually. We need to appreciate that. We have to appreciate others who are spiritually advancing in meditation and in life. Then equanimity, where we develop a balanced mind. So that we are no longer swayed with the coming and going in, in life. So then, uh, strengthening the mind, the quality of the mind, it means to have continuous awareness, to pay attention to what is arising in every moment. So continuity is really is the key to the practice. If you want to benefit from this practice. You need to have what you call continuity of mindfulness and pay attention to everything you are doing in 
your life. So I give a few tips on how to create your container uh, and connecting to the purpose of this retreat and the commitment to do so so that you gain some benefits of doing this online retreat. I have an acronym that can really help you to remember these tips. I call it silence. So A stands for slow down. So you need to slow down as you go through different activities uh, during the day, before you sleep. Make sure that you slow down every activity, whether brushing your teeth, whether sitting down, or walking, or eating. You need to deliberately slow down. Not the way you do things in ordinary way in your life, but when you retreat, you treat yourself. You retreat too uh, uh, from different activities that you do ordinarily in your life. So you need to retreat and then try to slow down. Slow down, of course, with mindfulness. If slowing down is a way to enlighten, then comedians will be enlightened. But actually, uh, we have to slow down with mindfulness. So as you, maybe you stretch your hand to get some food, then you touch your spoon and bring your spoon and eat, put it slowly in your mouth and then put back to the plate. So every activity should be slowed down with mindfulness. So S stands for slowing down, but also S stands for silence. Uh, of course, you're at home, uh, not so much control. Uh, the sound around you, but you try as much as possible to be silent. Uh, more of listening. Uh, silent means, of course, to keep quiet, but it has a, a, a couple of levels. One is actually external sound. Try to be in an environment that doesn't have so much external sound, but if there's external sound, then you can actually be mindful of the six senses like hearing, thinking, and uh, whatever sound that comes, be mindful of hearing, and, and then you'll be, of course, uh, uh, practicing meditation, mindfulness of hearing. But silence also, there's the internal sound, the inner chatter, stories that you tell yourself. It's like those background programs in iPhones that you shut off the phone, but this program still running. So I call them inner chatter. Raise chattering, chatter, chatter, and that keeps us unpeaceful. So the key is to make a determination. Really, I will let go this inner chatter and the demand for whatever is arising in the present moment. So, really, sound is not a big problem, but we have to demand for it, and then we will be keeping silence. And uh, silence also means listening to yourself. It's not about. Uh, Keeping quiet only, but listening to yourself, what's arising on the, the mind in this present moment, and listen to it. Yes, and in silence we can listen better. So uh, that's a very good tip that will help you to create a container, a container in this retreat.
Uh, then, uh, of course, I in science uh, stands for intention. This, this bigger picture that we all have about the retreat. What's your intention? Why can you on this retreat, online retreat? There's a reason probably that motivated you to come to this online retreat. I know you are experienced practitioners, but uh, still uh, there's some intention that you have in order to sign up this online retreat. Maybe your intention to get enlightened, your intention to be maybe peaceful. So you have set up the stage for this retreat. Don't forget about your intention why you came out to you, you, you come to this retreat. But also in a deeper level, uh, it needs to be practiced from moment to moment. Of course, you, 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 you shouldn't watch every intention that arises in your mind. You will be very restless if you do so. It means in my practice that I found out very helpful is to really watch bigger intentions. Like for instance, before I stand up, I'll become aware of the intention to stand up. Before I sit down, I'll become aware of the intention to sit down. So this this about moment, about to moment, really a precursor to every action. You really be aware of the intention arising in your mind. And then you can increase those intentions, of course, as you go throughout the day, as you open your door, intention to open the door, and you open the door. What this does is it sharpens your mind. Instead of going through the day with low-grade awareness, really you are on top of everything as you watch your intention arising, and then another intention arising, different intention passing away. So really you practice what you call mindfulness of the mind when you watch your intention. And that can really um, uh, strengthen your mind because you are not allowing spaces for the curious or mental environment to invade your mind. So it's one moment after one moment, you are more aware of what's going on in your mind. So you are really sharpening your mind. So this uh, about I in science, L stands for uh, basically letting go, right? letting go and hold some states of mind. As we meditate, uh, of course, you're going to see yourself uh, when you're doing a retreat, you will always be surrounded by others, they may not be able to cooperate, uh, and um, they may make noise, and uh, you may wonder what's going on here, and then you may be carried away by difficult emotions. So the key here in uh, retreating is to let go. Let go and wholesome states of mind. And of course, cultivate wholesome states of mind. You need to let be the wholesome states of mind, but you have to let go and wholesome states of mind. So when you do so, you will gain benefit from the retreat as you practice letting go, letting go, and letting go. Then uh, E stands for effort. And this retreat is very, very important to remember that effort, arousing effort, courageous effort, initial effort, and sustained effort is very, very important for the success of any retreat. Even on, on, on campus retreat, you need to arouse effort to be mindful of whatever is arising. So you have to pay mindful 
effort to understand what's going on. This is very, very important. All the way, you have to use mindfulness to arouse effort. Not too much effort, not too little, but just about the right amount of effort to keep you going throughout this retreat and be mindful of whatever's arising in the present moment. So E in science stands for effort. You need to arouse effort. This is something that we are going to remind you uh, during this retreat. It will come through words like, can you sustain your attention throughout your maybe breath, from the beginning of in-breath to the end of it? Can you sustain your practice? Can you practice continuity of your practice? This is something that uh, you're going to be reminded, continuity of your practice means you are using effort so that you're not slacking your effort. Then end, end in silence stands for non-clinging. Non-clinging, it means do not cling on your experiences. When during the retreat, experiences arises, sometimes you feel peaceful mind, sometimes happiness, sometimes joy, sometimes one hour sit, you will be full of calmness, joy. So don't cling on even such states. Right? So you don't practice what you call uh, cleaning. So you, you need to practice non-cleaning. In other words, letting go. This is very, very important because when you get good experience, let's say joy and happiness, when you're practicing meditation, there's a tendency to hold on and you think that every city is going to be full of happiness. Meditation doesn't necessarily mean that every seat will be full of joy and happiness. Sometimes you may have a rough time. A rough time that means difficult emotion arising, restlessness arising. So, uh, so don't get disappointed. Just know that there's nothing to cling on in this world. Just uh, do not cling. <laughs> so, aim in silence that's for, stands for non-clinging. Now, see, in the word silence has many things that will help you in this online retreat. One of them is continu continuity of the practice, continuity of mindfulness. This means from the time you wake up and until the time you sleep, you practice mindfulness in a continuous manner, not in fits and starts. You know? And especially online, 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 online retreats. Uh, it's very easy to slap and uh, you really uh, kind of uh, discontinue your practice. No one to watch you, but you are the one to watch yourself. So continuity of practice is very, very important. And the, when you really watch your intentions, actually it will help you to practice continuity of throughout your, your, your online retreat. So continuity is very, very important. Um, you know, because every moment of mindfulness leads to another moment of mindfulness. And that's how you strengthen mindfulness. Right? Maybe low-grade low mindfulness leads to medium-grade mindfulness and then to high-grade mindfulness. So with the continuity of mindfulness, the mind will be calm and peaceful and then uh, happiness is going to arise. When happiness arises, then concentration will arise and once the mind is concentrated, it, it sees things as really as the Buddha said. Then you gain what we call wisdom. 
and then you have a mind that discerns that is very strong uh, the man will be discerning uh, from uh, unwholesome states of mind and wholesome states of mind it makes that, that distinction and also once you have that distinction then you can decide to develop wholesome states of mind and drop unwholesome states of mind so continuity of practice is very important it will lead to concentration of the mind and this is very uh, very 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 helpful for you uh, when you practice on the retreat and of course also in the life and then E in science stands for expectation free in this practice it's very very important to remember not to expect things to happen of course you can have aspiration you can inspire you can aspire there's no problem but when you really start the practice you need to put the intention there and you put the effort and the result will come out of the intention and the effort you have put out most of the people um, always are in the mode of expecting this to happen they expect enlightenment to happen in this one hour they expect jhanas of difficult levels of concentration to happen in the next 20 minutes or next five minutes so people are expectation freak that's not what you need you need to be expectation free don't expect Instead of expectations, you can substitute it with aspiration. Of course, it's wonderful to have aspiration to attain enlightenment. There's no problem with that. And you should have those intentions from the very beginning. But once you start the practice, just put out your intention, your attention, your, your efforts, and all different qualities of the mind that we have discussed about. The results of the practice will come in a due course. Right? Because Expectations actually is a form of greed, and that's not what we want to practice during the retreat. So, if you really eliminate your expectation and substitute, substitute your expectations with aspiration, that will be fine because aspiration I see it as a process, right? And uh, expectation I see it as oriented, goal oriented. You just focus on the goal but not the process. So that's the difference. So when you really uh, have these qualities that I've discussed, uh, your retreat will be smooth because you are slowing down, you are set up your intentions and your mindful of your intentions, you are letting go, you are using efforts, you are not clinging on to these experiences, you are actually uh, uh, basically uh, following the practice as the Buddha taught yeah? the Buddha taught this practice like that not to cling on to anything then you have continuity of the practice which is very very important for the arising of deep states of mind you need to continue to the practice and then you have aspirations not just expectations but you have aspiration to be awake in this life time so when you do that you will be connecting to the retreat, the purpose of the retreat, strengthening the heart-mind. You will be actually uh, uh, 
tuning in to the purpose of the retreat, hmm? determination, you will have commitment, you will have character. All those qualities will strengthen your mind and your heart. I hope you enjoy this retreat and uh, I wish you the best. Thank you very much. May you be well and peaceful.